Boners. Thank you for tuning in once again to Fear Boners, presented by the Down in Front Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew, and I just completed a film that I felt needed to be talked about, because I'm still not entirely sure what I just saw. Before we get into that, as always, I'll talk a little bit about what I'm drinking, what I'm watching. Currently drinking the end remnants of um, ice and iced coffee from Dunkin' Donuts, uh, black coffee, to get me through this hell of a film that I just consumed. Um, what I'm watching, uh, I'll consider what I just watched what I'm watching. So what we're here to talk about today is a little film called As the Gods Will. Uh, now, this is another movie by Takashi Miike, um, and if you remember, we did do a review of his more recent film, the adaptation of the manga and anime series Blade of the Immortal, a little while back, which was a enjoyable movie, a great adaptation for the Japanese comic book series, um, the anime series into live-action film. Again, uh, this is another one that is an adaptation of a manga series um, along the same name as The God's Will. Uh, I wasn't familiar with that. I didn't really know much of the source material. A lot of what uh, Takashi Miike has been doing recently, um, now that he is broken that 100-movie mark, have been either manga or anime adaptations. Um, one of his more recent films was a live-action adaptation of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, which, after the last two films of his that I've seen, I'm actually quite interested in watching, as I have a little bit of experience with that series itself. But not to get on too far into that tangent, this film was very much over the top. If you get a chance, check out the trailer. I had Someone had sent me the trailer a while back, for this film, and I looked at it, and I was like, this is really weird. I don't know if I'm going to be into it. I do love bizarre movies, and nothing makes me happier than a foreign language film that is just absolutely bonkers, and this is just what I needed to watch, I feel like. Getting into it, basically, right off the bat, we're introduced with uh, a set of characters, and of course it's going to take place in a Japanese high school, as a lot of these films do, as a lot of these anime and manga uh, series tend to, and essentially it, it it's very much along the lines of a battle royale or um, suicide club. If you uh, have seen either of those films or are familiar with those anime or mangas, look those up. Kind of similar, along the same vein. Essentially, we have our main protagonist who thinks his life is boring, and makes sort of an idle wish that his life was uh, more exciting. And then next thing we know, boom, kids are dying, shit's getting real weird, people are blowing up and turning into blood-colored marbles. Yeah, it gets really weird right off the bat. Basically, there is a little doll that shows up in their high school classroom and starts playing a a saw-esque, a jigsaw-esque game with the kids of Red Light, Green Light. He turns his back, says some stuff, and when he turns around, if he sees you move, your head explodes, or your insides turn to marbles and you just burst. It's very, very bizarre. This movie is very Japanese, and that's the best way I can describe it, because some of the plot points, some of the hints, um, because the the idea, the overall idea is once this this guy wishes that his life was more exciting, suddenly these entities come to Earth um, and abduct 
pretty much all the children throughout the world and make them perform in these tests or these games almost. They 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 act as though they're they're having fun and they're enjoying it and it's all just a game, but people are dying if they don't win the game. And there's always some sort of weird little twist to each one and as they progress there's different games. So that's why it's very much like a Saw movie, but it's a lot more enjoyable than most of the Saw movies, if any of the Saw movies. As you know, uh, last Halloween we did review Jigsaw, and that was a steaming pile of crap. So this film, in my opinion, was a lot better, more enjoyable. Um, There's more to it, because you're still trying to figure out what's going on. And again, to backtrack a little bit, essentially, I had heard more about this film... On Twitter recently, people were saying they were going to advance screenings, and I hadn't heard anything about it because when I looked into it, it wasn't listed as one of Takashi Miike's future films or more recently worked on films. And I noticed that apparently in Japan, this movie came out in 2014. But I guess what has happened is that Funimation had only recently locked down the U.S. distribution rights and did a translation of the film... Um, which they're actually releasing in June. So next month it's actually coming out. But when I was researching it and I Googled it, there was a website that came up that looked like the Wikipedia for it, but then just wound up having a full version of the movie online. So I watched that and I was pleasantly surprised. It was basically the movie itself and it had pretty decent subtitles. So I was able to follow along and understand what was going on. But to get back into it being very Japanese, there's some plot points that carry the themes of the games and the hints that are dropped throughout the movie when you're trying to figure out what's actually going on that are based around the Japanese language. The way certain things are organized or the way that the actual accomplishments that you need to to achieve to win the games, to survive essentially, are linked to the sounds of certain Japanese words or I guess the equivalent of later on when you find out that the, 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 the kids are being abducted and organized into certain groups, it's sort of based on their names alphabetically sounding alike is what I got, potentially. I don't know the Japanese language. I mean, I've seen a lot of movies in Japanese, but I'm not 100% sure how that works, but they sort of do a decent job of kind of describing it in the film itself and that's i'm assuming why it took so long now it being 2018 and this movie finally coming out in america it's probably because of um weird little localization things like that that are still going to be a little weird when they are portrayed in the movie itself especially if they did an english dub i'd be interested to see how that was handled but really this is kind of a horror movie you are dropped into this crazy scenario with high school kids getting murdered and weird dramatic vignettes of these different characters. And it's based off of a Japanese comic book. So it's very over the top, but it doesn't come across as overly schlocky. A lot of the effects that are used to portray the, the beings that are torturing these kids are really well done. It is sort of cartoony, but it's still in a strangely believable way. And the, the, the designs for the characters are also really great. There's a part in the movie with these crazy little demonic Russian nesting dolls, and they talk, and they dance, and they bop around, and they won't stop laughing, but they have these tiny little teeth. They have these these mouths with tiny little teeth that are, like, really creepy and gross. There's a stop-motion, wood-carved 
snowboarding polar bear that's quite entertaining at one point in the movie. And all this stuff, the set pieces in the film are really great. Like, a lot of the props in the film are really cool. And, you know, the only thing that kind of distracted me was the the character interactions, the actual human interactions between the students, because up until a certain point in the film, it's sort of going the way you would assume. There's a, there's a protagonist who you're following, and you kind of are rooting for him, even though you're kind of under the impression that this is all happening because he was sort of selfish and bored, and he kind of triggered this weird event. But there's, of course, a love interest, because it's high school and dramatic, and they don't know how to express their feelings, and it's, it's you know, uncomfortable, but, like, they're friends, but they kind of want to be more than friends, and that's, like, a whole side thing. And then his foil is introduced, who's just this crazy kid who wants to kill everything and, you know, end the world and all of this shit, and... Up to a point, they'll introduce these throwaway characters where they get thrown into another game and somebody, you know, there's always a guy or a girl who's being a total asshole and says, like, no, you deserve to die, or no, you're lying, or, you know, you're going to cause us all to die. Like, they try to make a big scene and they try to sacrifice other people and they're very selfish and terrible. Like, they're just terrible people and the next thing you know, they're dead. So that happens for a few of the games where you're introduced to a character that's really shitty and then they're almost immediately killed off and it's like okay so we kind of know what to expect and then you get like halfway or like three quarters of the way through the movie and there's like this really long dramatic kind of pulled out game when other character dynamics are fleshed out a bit more and you have a little bit more stake in certain characters and they really really push that the one evil kid is like just the worst and he's going to be the bad guy almost in the movie But nobody wants to point fingers at him, or nobody wants to sacrifice him, or nobody wants to, like, put him on the chopping block. And it's almost so frustrating, because then at that point, other characters that you like, or other characters that you don't want to die, start dying. And then he's just there, and nobody's doing anything about it. And that was a little bit frustrating. But it does come around towards the end of the film, and gives you kind of this great dynamic between the two guys, the 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 relatively good guy and like the the shitty evil guy and that's that serves a great purpose towards the end of the movie but the thing of it is being not very aware of the source material or knowing like what it's referencing or coming into it almost completely blind i guess there were the way that the 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 manga itself originally was served was there's different parts to the story so i guess this movie was part 1 And there is potentially going to be a part two. I wasn't really able to find much about it online, if that is going to happen. Technically, this movie's already been out for, like, four years, so if there hasn't been any, like, rumblings of a sequel, who knows? I would actually be pretty happy to see a sequel to it, because the way that the movie ends is very... It's very... It's as bizarre as the rest of the movie, basically, but it does lead you into some conclusions as to, like what could happen in the next movie. So yeah, I would love to see uh, As the Gods Will Part 2. And as far as a Takashi Miike film goes, um, I would definitely recommend it. He has over 100 films out there now. Most of them are great. I'm sure you've probably seen either one of his films already, or you might have seen an American remake of one of his films, because that's a thing that they're doing a lot of nowadays. But yeah, If you get a chance, definitely check this one out. It'll be coming out on uh, digital and DVD and Blu-ray and stuff um, in June. Uh, I don't know if they're going to have, like, a limited theatrical release, but that could be really cool. 
go see Blade of the Immortal if you didn't see it after my last review. Check out some of his other movies. And yeah, you know, if, you, if you're if you into anime and manga, like, also probably peep the original source material, I'm definitely going to go and try to check it out because it just seems like a fun book to get into because I have a big background of loving comic books and things like that. And it's sort of a bizarre experience of seeing, like, a movie and then going back and experiencing the, the book or the cartoon so I think that could be that could be interesting. But yeah, that was my quick review of Takashi Miike's As the Gods Will. Definitely look up the trailer if it seems like your cup of tea, if you like bizarre foreign language horror weird movies, you're probably going to like this movie. Again, I watched the trailer and thought it was like a little too weird and almost wasn't going to watch it, but then when I accidentally stumbled upon it on the internet, I watched it and I was very much impressed like I liked it so I was kind of surprised that my initial reaction was like oh this is kind of stupid but then I really enjoyed it so it might surprise you that way another thing to keep in mind is it is a a hair over two hours long and it does sort of drag at certain points in the movie um, because much like anime and manga well anime more so there are these like long drawn out dramatic moments where especially in this movie the protagonist will have an emotional reaction to somebody dying or something happening and the camera just sits on him and just like gets you know either his reaction like I could see it being a still frame in the manga or I could see it being like a, a freeze frame almost and there's a lot of that there's a lot of pans there's a lot of zoom like slow zooms there's a scene I remember in particular where he gets up off the ground and his back is to the camera and it's just like almost a minute of just like his back. And so it probably could have used a little bit more editing or like cutting down because there are some moments where you might lose concentration a little bit, but it is punctuated throughout by these things, these crazy things like the the killer dolls, uh, the giant lucky cat eating people. So it is, it is kind of weirdly adorable and also kind of terrifying So yeah, if you get a chance, um, look out for this movie coming out soon from Funimation on DVD and Blu-ray, or check your local listings if it's going to be in a theater or local release, something like that, or stumble upon it across the internet and uh, take a a peek. You never know, you might actually get a kick out of it. But yeah, also, uh, it is a little brutal. Um, Some of the deaths in the movie are pretty gross, but as far as Takashi Miike films go, this one doesn't show you the the extent of the the blood and guts and gore that it could. There are a few gory bits, but it's not as over the top as a lot of his other films. Like, it's not as intense as Blade of the Immortal, but there is still a fair amount of splatter in this film, if you will. Yes, so that is my final answer regarding this movie. If you get a chance, look out for it. If not, don't worry about it. But, yeah, Takashi Miike's As the Gods Will, coming soon. And, yeah, so that is another episode of Fear Boners in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Um, And as always, if you want to reach out to us, you can. We do have an official uh, email now, and that is fearbonersdifp at gmail.com. Definitely reach out there if you have any comments, questions, concerns, if you've seen the movie, if you have 
comments about the movie. Send me your own reviews. I'd love to hear what you guys have to think. Um, we always appreciate listener feedback as much as possible. You can also reach out to the Down in Front guys at downinfrontpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us elsewhere on the internet. We do have a website, downinfrontpodcast.com. There you can find the listings of our most recently released episodes, what we have coming down the line, and more information about the work that we're currently working on. Um, we're on Facebook at facebook.com backslash down in front podcast. We do have a YouTube channel as well. We're on Twitch every once in a while doing our games cast streaming live video games. You can find that at twitch.tv backslash down in front podcast, as well as Twitter. We are constantly tweeting. We put some fun polls on there, some pictures and other things for our fans and listeners. You can find us at DIFP on Twitter. And finally, as always, if you do enjoy what you're listening to, uh, we do this for absolutely free because we love it. We love you guys. We love movies. And we kind of just want to have an ongoing open conversation for you. And if you want to help us out, even in the littlest way, you can contribute a dollar or what have you by going to patreon.com backslash down in front podcast to learn more information about how you can do that. Every little bit helps and we really appreciate it. So thanks for listening. Tune in again soon. Fear Boners will be back before you know it. 